Elizabeth. No, Elizabeth. No, Elizabeth, don't. <laughs> this is Left Unsupervised with Elizabeth Morales, your comedic host that's done it all. Actress, writer, director, producer, headdresser, bartender, beauty pitcher, organizer, rock and roll PR expert, talent coordinator, bookkeeper, hostess, makeup artist, wife, mother, and general badass. Now listen as she interviews all of her favorite celebrities, doctors, and entrepreneurs that she's met along the way. This week, Elizabeth is left unsupervised with her guest, Jordi Velasuso. Mace, mm-hmm. what would you do if you won an Emmy? Well, I mean, I would, I would freak the fuck out, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't be working for me anymore, obviously. Absolutely not, no. And I mean, my, I guess my Emmy would, it would travel with me everywhere I went. I mean. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. I would, like, go to a restaurant. I would need a chair for my Emmy. Would you, uh, would you order food for your Emmy? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Like, it would be, like, a separate part of me, you know? It's like Macy and her Emmy. We're oh. everywhere together. Like An appendage. I would, yes. I would, you know, go to a store, try on dresses. I'd be like, I'm sorry. I need to find a new outfit for my Emmy. <laughs> <laughs> for Emmy. Yeah, exactly. You know, this is Macy and her Emmy. Yeah. They're never apart. <laughs> what would you do if you won one? I think I'd have to take a selfie with it every day. Oh my God! Yes, Elizabeth awesome. and Emmy. Elizabeth <laughs> and Emmy. I would have a love affair. You, I would do a video of me holding the wings and going around <laughs> in circle. Would you give your Emmy it's its slow own motion. Instagram, or would this be on your your personal social media? Everything would be on my. I don't want Emmy getting any attention without me. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So already now we're in competition with the Emmy. You win the Emmy, but then you're like a little jealous of the Emmy. Emmy's starting <laughs> to piss me off. <laughs> That's amazing. So, do you have an Emmy speech planned? Like, if you won your Emmy, I feel like you've been prepping an Emmy speech since you were a young child. I think you're that kind of person. Yeah, okay, but here's the problem. Uh Uh-huh. I do have an Emmy speech that I've rehearsed, you Uh, know, throughout life. Yeah, for years and years. For years and years. But here's, (laughs) if I, because you know I forget everything, right? So, I would probably have my speech on my notes Uh so that when they call my name or if they call my name, I would be You're ready prepared. if I forget. Mm-hmm. And knowing is... you, you would have to have like special stationery for your Emmy speech. Exactly. Like, you would not go lightly with this. It would be no. like engraved in gold. As you're Highlighted. <laughs> well, yes, yes. The prepping I would have to do on your Emmy speech. Oh, girl, I know, right? But here's what would happen. Uh-huh. I would probably be so excited that I would run up there and as I was about to give the speech, I would forget my speech, right? But it's okay because I wrote it down. But guess what? I left it in the chair. Because even if I oh, brought it, you would. I probably wouldn't see it because I forgot my glasses. Oh, yeah. Well, you can't wear your glasses with an Emmy dress. So automatically your speech is screwed. Screwed. So guess what? You'd have to be there and be like, Mace. You'd be What's calling line. Yeah. <laughs> Elizabeth, you wanted to first thank God and then your family? <laughs> Oh, my God. But at least, you know, I would get up there, too. That would put me in an award show, so I would be happy. Oh, well, I tell you, man, let's, let's, well, that's a goal. Yeah. Let's, let's reach for the stars. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's find out what our guest has done with his Emmy. Oh, yeah. We have an Emmy winner today. I'm we so excited. We do. So let's go get him. Jordi Velasuso. All right. Let's get Jordi. 
In the studio today, we have Jordi Velasuso. Jordi is known for his Emmy Award-winning role of Tony Santos on The Guiding Light. He has also starred in several films and television shows, including The Invitation, currently on Netflix, and South Beach on Hulu. You may also know him from Days of Our Lives and All My Children. Jordi has contributed his talents to hosting many events for influential organizations such as MALDEF, which is the national leading Latino civil rights organization. Welcome, Jordi. What up? <laughs> so, so, Jordi. Yo, yo, yo. You're Cuban-American like me. I am. I was born in Miami, which is the Cuba of the United States. Yes, it is. The little Havana of the United States. So t- tell me something. When, um, when you get upset, like... What language do you think in or speak of? Like, well, the first thing that comes to mind is "coño." I know yeah. the most famous Cuban curse word. Um, <gasps> which, funny enough, I've said in auditions, and uh, I think I may have even recorded when they're like, "Yeah, bring that Latino thing to this character." We're really, and I think I got away with it on daytime television one time. <laughs> Cuz they're like, "Coño, I've never heard that word, but I guess, you know, I guess the um the authority or whoever was doing the um the censoring didn't say anything, so we got away with it." I, I think I, my friends in Miami even told me they're like, "Wow, you dropped a coño in you. That that was cool." Well, coño so universal cuz coño is like uh well, if you it's... can introduce you put coño coño su madre, coño la puerta, coño <laughs> anything. You put coño. It can't even be good. Coño. Coño. <laughs> It's a great word. I it's love a, that I, word. It's a great word. Well, I definitely, when I'm upset, I uh, I have to say it in Spanish because it just doesn't uh, feel the same, Unf- you know? Yeah, unfortunately, I am, am married to an American uh, lady. My oh, lady. me too? Uh, to exactly. So so the, the Spanish is um, has become a little um, in the background. Um, but, however, my, my daughter... Um, who's five and a half, Riley, she's dying to learn Spanish and is constantly asking me, like, because I didn't bring them up, like, it wasn't like one parent spoke Spanish and the other one didn't. We didn't, we were just learning how to do this parenting thing as fast as we could. So you didn't, oh my God, your parents must be so so upset with you. They're so upset, but they're in Miami, so it's Yeah, my son doesn't speak Spanish either. No. And it's funny because when I talk to my family on the phone, uh-huh. my husband's like, what's going on? What happened? And I'm like, nothing. And he's like, well, you were kind of upset. And I go, no, I was telling my aunt I love her. What are you talking about? It's just, <laughs> we're just passionate people. What can we tell yes, you? Yes, we are. Does he want to learn Spanish now? Is he injured? Okay, so guess what he's taking? He's starting high school awesome. next year. And he's I saw that on take... your Instagram. Congratulations. That's beautiful. Thank you. You have two little beautiful girls. I do. How old are they? Five, and she'll be two in July 15th. Mm. I know. So delicious, that so age. Delicious. I'm getting the, I'm embarrassed to be seen with you now. And my son doesn't oh, want to yeah. learn Spanish. He's learning Chinese. Because what? Well, that is cool. the business language of well, the world. For him. And he's very business-minded. Good for him. I know. And he's smarter than me now. It's a little bit scary. You must feel good about that, though. He, he's <laughs> I like, don't know. I don't win many battles. <laughs> well, there you go. He, he brings out the uh, the real information. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> it's good. so funny. <laughs> That's part of it. Oh, my God. So, Jordy, tell me, um, when did you get the acting bug? Right when I came out of the womb. Did Really? Yeah, you were just... I think, I think I was just a very... Um, 
I mean, going back to our Cuban roots, they used to call me a jodedor. Porque jodes tanto. You know, which translates in kind of a weird way to mischievous, I believe. Uh, I was the little devil, always seeking out attention, being the middle child. You were a little devil? I just I see was. you as like a little halo. No, girl. No, oh. no, 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 no. That, come, that came with parenting. I'm a Gemini, by the way. So. Oh, hello. Okay, hello. so you have the halo and the horns. Exactly. <laughs> there's two There's two little guys on each shoulder. Always, always, always combative talking, towards And I'm always like, all right, folks. Um, but yeah, I was always seeking out attention, always... I was so inspired by cinema at a young age. was uh, grateful that my dad would take me to movies. And and then I'd come back and just reenact them, close my door, do it in front of everybody. Perform for the family. Perform for the family. And, to, and then it was um, they opened a drama club at my uh, Catholic school uh, in the sixth grade. Uh, and the play that they did was Pete's Little Luncheon at Terror. I couldn't sing. I still can't sing, uh, but I went on stage and I landed the role of Pete. And then I kept bothering my parents. I was like, I want headshots. I want to go out. I really want to do this. So they they did. And God bless them. They really supported me and took care of me. And I got my first, I did like, I started in the Florida market. So I did like whatever was around. I did like Unsolved Mysteries, America's Most Wanted. And then I did a movie and, and I did commercials. And then I did a movie um, with Seymour Cassell, Thomas Guyery. Uh, direct, uh, produced by Robert Flax um, and oh directed God. by Bob uh, Goss, um, which was shot in Florida, and uh, and then I and then I started going from there, and then I came out to LA when I was twelve to get an agent. I got an agent. I went back to Florida, but my parents weren't ready to send me off at a young well, age. Well, hello. My dad's I, I was a just going to interrupt you. Go wait a minute. At twelve, you came like what? Cuban parents? Uh... Yeah. So, <laughs> so there was a woman uh, who's still like my Florida representation. Her name's Marjorie Morham, and she kind of took me under her wing. And she was she was a casting director for Miami Vice, and she had like a children's acting workshop that I took. And she said, "Listen, I think your kid's really talented. I think you should come to LA." So I was lucky enough. My first agent was Bonnie Likey, who was Leo DiCaprio's first agent. So she was mine. Sweet. She went off. She went off into management now. But Bonnie still hollers me on the Twitter, <laughs> and uh, I love calling it the Twitter, or the Facebook, the Twitter. You the know, what the hell is it? That the Latino thing, or is it the aging it's just, it, thing? It's I don't the ridic- know. I think it's the ridiculousness of it all. It's like yeah. I just I, there's a little ridiculousness of it that I'm just like. Do you I have, have a love hate relationship with social media? More hate than love. But yeah, I think it's, I have a little bit of that too. It, it, it's a very uh, I, I I I didn't go through my my wife is five years behind, uh, younger than me, and I didn't follow that that wave of jumping on that, you know, to my benefit or to not. I don't know because I think I have a healthy kind of perspective on social media. But there's also part of me that's like, dude, I gotta I gotta harp on that social media. I gotta post. I gotta do, and I'm like. I gotta take care. I gotta like be present. <laughs> I gotta take care of my family. Yeah, I gotta yeah, like gotta... enjoy this beautiful. I gotta be cre- and you and the the one thing I will say about it is that everything can be half full. So you can have like a creative outlet with social media, or you can give back in a good way. I think you can inspire others on social media, which I'm like thumbs up. Yes, I'm all about that. Yeah, I think social media has amazing things because look at all the amazing artists that have been able to create their own stuff without having to go through you know all the the yes of which is merely impossible sometimes um 
I think there's more awareness, but I also think that it has created a generation of instant gratification because, like, for me, I used to have to go to the library if I wanted to find something no out. Like, my right. son, like, anything. Anything. He whips it out. And, and he's so into social media. He knows it more than me when I'm posting stuff. I got to yeah. ask him questions. I, and he's only 13. And it's crazy. Like, the stuff that they're coming up, uh, you know, I'm I'm a bit of a... Uh, I guess a conspiracy theorist in a way, but I think they're going to like in our time living on this planet, they're going to have bionic humans. We're going to have computer chips in our head. Oh that we're not going to have phones. We're not going to have watches. It's just going to be like, all right, look up what happened in 1786 and it's just going to pop up. Okay, now you're scaring me. I know. It's like Terminator shit. Oh but my I think it's, God. it's really going to happen. All right. <laughs> so now we have to get to the important right. stuff. Yeah, enough talk about Armageddon. I need- Let's go. <laughs> Listen, I used to be an extra heavy witness, so I don't even want to hear about Ooh, that. Oh, I want to hear about that. <laughs> it's very interesting. I bet. I we will tell flip you, sides. Let's it's switch chairs. Uh, yeah, it's weird. It's almost oh, cultish. For sure. I would say. Uh-huh. You know, I've heard that. But hey, I'm here now. Yes, so. you are. <laughs> so I have to set this up because I am dying to know. You're sitting there, mm-hmm. and you're nominated for a daytime Ed Emmy, yes. right? Yes. And you're waiting to hear if they're going to announce your name, yes. who the winner is. Yes, yes, yes. Take me through what's it like when you're sitting there. Well, you know you're nominated. Can you breathe? Like, take me through no, that. No, I mean, I was so young. Um, I was The first time I was nominated, I was uh, 20. First time I got nominated, I was 20, and I was sitting right next to my boss, the late Paul Roush, who was a, a, a patriarch in soaps and, you know, hired me on my first major gig. And he sat right next to me at the Emmys because I think he really thought I was going to win. Um, but I was... He knew. I was terrified. I was terrified. I was like, I didn't... I don't think I prepared a speech. You didn't prepare no, a speech? No, I didn't prepare a speech. My whole family came. Like, this was like the thing with them. They would come. I mean, of course they came. I was... They came to the first one, which I wasn't nominated. And then they came to the second one. And we bought like six tickets, which at the time was like four grand. But they all flew up and it was amazing. And um, yeah, and they did oh, like so this whole talk. you share that moment with your family well, the too? First time I, well, the first time I lost, right? So it was, it was, it was kind of a let. And then the second time, um, the second time I felt like I had a really good chance Um and I remember I, I when I won, um, the first word that came out of my mouth was fuck. Coño. Fuck. Well, no. <laughs> I, I, I probably should have said coño because you could probably not understand that. But if you look close enough, you could see fuck just come out of my mouth. Um, it was amazing. I, I didn't write anything down because I told myself, Perspective is everything, right? So if you can have some good self-talk, you can actually really enjoy things. And then, unfortunately, I left somebody out who was my manager at the time, Marjorie Morham. Yes, I'm giving you a shout-out right now. Thank you, thank (laughs) you, thank you for bringing me up in this business. And I always will. Next time I'm on stage, I will say your name right after God. But it was amazing. I ran on stage. I danced. It's on YouTube, the clip. I actually just worked with the girl... Oh, her name escapes me right now. But she, um, she actually said my name wrong. On, oh my god! How did she the, say it? She, she Via said. Soso? It's so funny because the name is just like phonetically. It's fine. 
it's and I'm looking at my Instagram right now because I'm going to kill myself if I don't I don't I don't bring up her name. But she she brought she, and she brought it up at the at the movie because she was at the movie that we were doing because she was like, oh my god, we just uh, you're the guy. I brought up your name wrong during the Emmys, and I was so embarrassed. And my parents still weigh that over my head. Um, and they, her parents were actually there. But anyways, I went on stage. I danced. I had a great time, and it was just, it was my moment. It did you celebrate moment. after? I I did a little bit. They had a uh, an interview. I had to be on. I think it was Good Morning America uh, right after, like at six a.m. So I couldn't, which was probably a good thing. So I had a, like a glass of champagne. And I came. So on. the little angel came on. A little angel came a on. Little that was my publicist. <laughs> my publicist, Alan Locker. My publicist said, "Listen, you got to be up super early, and um, you got to you got to be there." So I did. I remember going on, and I was probably still a little hungover. And so, where's like, your Emmy now? It's in my living room, missing half a wing, because I had um, what did I, I I I was moving from Santa Monica to a different place in Santa Monica and it, on the way it lost half a wing which I can replace but I think it's a little it's a little pricey and I uh, kind of like it it's like it's like a half wing it's it's got a wing and a half it's fine hey it's got personality it's got personality it's 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 a good and you know it's it's brought me uh, Alicia Lee Willis thank you Alicia for um, saying my name wrong during the Emmys um, <laughs> but it's it's brought me a lot of joy and it's you know it has that little you know, on my resume, he's won an Emmy, which is which is really hey, nice. That's awesome. Yeah, it's cool. really nice. So, for our listeners who aren't um, actors, which I'm hoping are for sure, mainly yeah. all of them, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, they probably have no idea what it's like to be on a soap. Yeah. How much pages you have to memorize if you're on a front burner story? Yeah. What it involves, what the hours are. So, can you tell us a little bit about that? Like how many pages when you're a front burner story do you have to memorize in one night, which is a nightmare for me because I'm dyslexic, so I, I can't even imagine. Right, and I was telling you earlier that uh, my friend John Sheck is like doing this whole thing on Instagram going full circle like putting that on the forefront saying how he discovered dyslexia really was he didn't know what it was. He could. He was misdiagnosed and had a hard time memorizing lines. But anyways, with soaps, it depends, right? Right. So soaps are the closest thing to a nine to five in entertainment, in television, I should say. Um, timing is, you know, the budget. They want to close sets um, on days. Uh, they wanted us a hard out by like I think four thirty. So girls would come in starting at five five thirty for hair and makeup. Uh, guys, we don't take that long of a time. Thank God. That's, that's a long time. And, <laughs> it depends what and, guy and we, you're right. talking about. That's true. I'm sure that's some guys. True. Some guys do. <laughs> some guys do. But so it's like you go there and I've had anywhere from I think the most I've ever had was probably like 45 pages in one day. Oh, my God. Um, oh, my God. And and, no, actually probably more 60 because um, we do we did tape two shows. And one day, so I've had, you know, and it usually depends. It could be anywhere from eight pages, four pages to, to that to 60 pages. And you get it a week before usually. So they right. give you some time and it becomes a muscle. So I'd say, and I remember Ricky Paul Golden, who's done a lot of stuff, fantastic actor. He's been in this business for a long time. He told me when, he, when I first met him, he's like, you know, establishing a character, getting back in the rhythm of a character usually takes six months. Right. So... And you don't get a lot of takes either. No. On no, soaps, get, how many get, takes? Two tops, right? 
maybe three. I mean, listen, if if, if you have some serious emotional stuff that you're really working to get there, they'll be cool. They'll be cool. And if your story's a front burner story, like they're they're really writing for you, they're gonna be like, yeah, let's 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 do this. Let's rock and roll. And everybody's really cool about it. But for the most part, you just try to you just show up, do your make some choices, have fun and let it ride. And it usually it usually works out. Now let me ask you, do you have to be physically fit? On soaps, um, because all you yeah. guys are all shredded looking good. Right. So I know that's probably on your contract. No, <laughs> no it wasn't. I guess they just kind of uh, they were just like, yeah, he's gonna be fit. I mean, he's he's pretty vain, dude. He's always. I've kind of kept up a regimen for myself from a young age. I, I I just I enjoyed working out, and I still very much do. It's like kind of like I worked out this morning, and I, I'm feeling fantastic. So it's. Oh my, God, I'm proud of you. It's, we're pretty early here. It's so. my it's it's kind of like my morning ritual, my ritual for life um, to stay fit. Whether it's uh, right now, I'm in the realm of yoga. Um, I'm actually yoga. on my way to getting my certification. Ooh, yeah, I'm crazy about. It. I've been crazy about it for a long time, and it just kind of spoke to me this year to kind of get certified and kind of seek out what that what that would be like. Have you done um, that? Be- what Bikram? No, Bikram I did yet? core power yoga. I've done Bikram. Oh, I Bikram's can't even fantastic. imagine. Bikram's too much for me. Core yes. power actually takes a lot from Bikram, and it makes it it, it it boils it down to an hour, and it's a much easier sequence. It's and is it still as hot? Yes, it's still. Um, I don't know if it's as hot. I mean, Bikram's really hot. Yeah, I know. Like, I've, like, I've been one of those dudes that had to walk out because I was just like, that, that was me. I might die. And <laughs> I'm not ready to let go. I'm not ready to go there. Uh, Shavasana is is symbolic to me. I'm, it's not literal. So I uh, yeah. So I, I've been I've been doing that. And yeah, for soaps, of course. Like when it comes, like I always like if the scenes are up that he's gonna take off his shirt, I'll work extra hard. And you know, you could do so much shit. You could ask makeup, hey, give me a little cut here. You get a little tan. You look spectacular. Oh, God. Give me the number for the spray tan girl. I want to have some abs. I, spray I mean, tan, I, I, and I learned that from other people. I was just like, how did you get sort of? He's like, dude, I had him paint on some abs. Whatever. Don't, oh don't my even God. sweat that shit. I was like, all right, that, that makes sense. It's like no shame right now for me. I and love I've learned it. so many tricks from females with this whole makeup thing, with everything. It's like, as I get older, it's like, what is that going on there? I'm going to ask my wife if I can take yeah. care of this. I'm the contour queen. You let me tell me? you. Like, <laughs> Look at this chiseled face. Look you at think you. it's natural? Oh, yeah. It's all contour. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jordy, now on a personal level, like, how do you feel about um, Latinos being represented right now? Do you feel like there's more roles for Latinos? Has it gotten better? Do you feel it's the same? How do you feel about that? I feel like if it's directly, like if it's a Latino story, that's great. Like different stories should be told like across the board, especially what's going on now. Like there's going to be so many stories that comes out that come out of what's going on right now. But if we're going to if we're going to integrate like diversity into into this culture, it has to stop being like, oh, he's white. So he's got to be the star. She's white. So it's just got to be like. Who do we like, guys? Like, let's take chances, you know? Like, let's stop making it about this and just tell good stories and, you know, go across the board and and just – it doesn't necessarily just have to be one thing. And I think that's going to open up a lot of doors for Hispanics. I don't see it as black, white, or Hispanic or whatever. I just see it as, like, let's just just tell great stories 
And if it happens to be like a Hispanic story or an African-American story, tell it. But let's not be like, you know, pigeonholed to, to just it being about race and ethnicity. Like I can play, I think I can play John Smith. I'm not going to play John Hancock from a, a, a story about the United States coming up in the United States, like signing the Declaration of Independence. But in this day and age, there are women and men who have Latino heritage in their background, maybe half, maybe a quarter, maybe full, and they have American names and people are like, and then they'll get the job and they'll be like, wait a minute, you're Hispanic? And it's like, yeah, it's it's okay. It's not a big deal. Well, yeah, I feel like a lot of it is based on a, on a look, you know, like, yeah. oh, you don't look, I go to auditions, you don't look Latina. Yeah. Speak to me in Spanish. Yeah. And so what does a Latino look like? You know yeah. what I'm saying? I think we, the, it's, the Hispanic culture is multi-color, yeah. multi-accents, just like the American culture has different accents. You have Southern, right. you have this, you have that. Um, that's all represented. Yes. I also think that as a Latina, all the cultures should be represented. All the accents should be acceptable. For sure. and, and because that's what our culture is. It's the Latino culture is everybody. Yeah, you know? everybody. Yeah, so I'm just like... Let's put good content out there and let's stop making it about like it's got to be this or that. Get the person who the director likes, whether he's Hispanic, black or white, like it doesn't or, or Asian. Who cares? Just like tell a story. But, you know, they like you're saying, they try to put you in a box. Yes. They really want to put have control and put you in a box and say, OK, you're this. Yes. And that's a hard, you know. That's and a, this is me. I am right. like, I'm like, I'm like, me. I don't want the box. Get me out of the box. Like yesterday, I had like, I had my manager find. I I saw this thing on breakdowns. I was like, okay, find that, find that. And she found it, and it looked like a cool role. And and when I saw the role, it said Desmond, and it said black or Latino. I was like, all right, well, let's see. I, Desmond, I don't know what they're going for there, but I, she sent it to me. And then I started reading. I was like, first two pages. I was like, oh, okay, that's fine. And then the second page, he like went into this Jamaican accent and i was like i can't do this this is, this is too much for a stretch for me so i let it go and i didn't make a big deal about it i was just right. like you know what i i know that's not in my in my toolbox so i'm gonna let that go i'm not gonna fight i'm, I'm gonna put myself as a jamaican guy i'm gonna be like an snl skit it's gonna be ridiculous <laughs> you're so funny they're gonna show that shit around town <laughs> like, like look what this okay, actor tried uh, to do yeah, <laughs> yeah so this funny. is crazy mom i slap his face i was like a gangster like jamaican i'll put it like an afro you're jamaican cuban like, yeah jamaican cuban <laughs> um all right, so I want to ask you if you have any soap opera fans. And I know that the soap fans are so dedicated, so giving. Do you have any crazy or slash funny stories that you could share with us? I have, yeah. I mean, I have, I mean, I remember when I was a young man and I would be, so. so when I did appearances back in the day, and they don't really do these anymore, but I guess Sears had a contract with um, for appearances. Right. So they would fly me out to the Sears lingerie store department. Ooh. Yeah. And I would be <laughs> sitting there on a table with a stack of like 500 photos. And I would be sitting there and be a line of beautiful ladies waiting for my signature. And I remember the one of uh, uh, first one of my first experiences with that. This mother and this her beautiful daughter came, and the, and the daughter was, God bless her, she was shaking, and she was crying, Aww. and she couldn't really speak. 
And she, the the mother was like nudging. She goes, babe, come on, honey. You say what you want him to do. So, and the daughter, like in a shaking voice, would, 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 you, would you sign my panties? Oh. <laughs> and, the mother, and the mother just looked at me with a smile, like all full-tooth grin, just like, yeah, you're going to do that. I did mommy like, want her panties signed too? And no, she didn't ask her. Just the daughter. So I was like, this, this is cool. Here's your panties. Just take them. Just take them. Aw, yeah. she must have been such a proud mom to bring I, it her seemed daughter that way. and her panties. It seemed that way. It seemed that way. That would not be going down in my house. Um, Jordy. But, yeah. If you had the choice. Yes. If any actor that you could work with, who would it be? There's a lot. Um, right now, I mean, Hopkins is getting really late in his years. I think he's 80. Um, I just, you know, he's just the quintessential master. Uh, ben Kingsley um, as well. Uh, you know, Russell Crowe. Um, and there's, you know, Meryl, Kate Blanchett. Ah, um, uh, Kate Blanchett. Uh, she's is just awesome. so great. There's so many, you know, and it's great. You know, people that have longevity in this business, for the most part, um, even people that you think like, oh, I'm really am working with so and so. It's like when they come to set and they do their magic. It's like you're like, yes, you are able to do great stuff. It's just that the business and whatever you've gone through has put you in this box. Because I've seen people who you're like, oh, that's not a – but then they, you work with them and they're like, you're pretty good. You've actually you, – you, you can create. There are so many creative people in this business that they're like, you give them the chance and, and they work. And they work. I'm not saying if you don't do the work, you, you should be given a pass. But I'm saying no, you gotta, when they work, uh, yeah. you got to earn it, right? Yeah. Um, but when they come and they're doing their thing, I, I've been very um, pleasantly surprised by talent that um, this – you know, the media or whatever time has given them a, a bad rap. So I, I'm a big believer in, in second chances and, uh, you know, the, the comeback story. Oh, love the comeback story. I love story. the comeback stories, too. So many girls. The underdog is yes. my favorite, the underdog. Yeah. Well, Jordi, um, I am going to play a little game <laughs> with you that we play with all our guests. Okay. And I'm going to call in my producer, Macy. What up? And um, let her explain the game to you. Do it. Hashtag fake news. Okay, Jordy. Well, I am so excited to play fake news with you today. Let's do it. All right. So what we're going to do is I'm going to read you two news headlines, and one is real and one is fake, and I'm going to have you guys pick out the fake news. Oh, I got a drum roll. Ooh. All right. Let's do this. <laughs> you ready? Let Let's me go. just tell you, Jordy, you're going down. You know why? That's not Because I've lost every time I've played <laughs> yes. this. Right. She's not a winner, this one. <laughs> All right. News headline number one. Okay. Florida woman shot husband in testicles for trying to take air conditioner away from her. Mm. I'm going to let you guys think on that one. Okay. He took the hair conditioner away from her. <laughs> the air, air. conditioner. Air conditioner. Yeah, that was my southern accent Ooh. creeping in there. <laughs> Florida woman shoots man in testicles for taking air conditioner away from her. Okay. 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 All right. News headline number two. Mm-hmm. Doctor finds boy's missing hamster wedged into 500-pound mom's back fat. Uh, yeah. the fake news. The testicles or the back fat? Well, being First, from... I have to... Go ahead. <laughs> I almost threw up. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, both were pretty... I mean, I got visuals on both. Yes. I mean... Well, that's what we're going for here. Okay. We right, like big visuals yeah, on the show. Big visuals. <laughs> Oof. And hair. And just, oh, oh God. Jordy. Oh, low-hanging fruit. All right. Okay. Sorry. So, I'm going to let my guest go first. Which is the fake news. Hmm. 
Well, being from Florida <laughs> in the summertime. <laughs> that air conditioner is very important to you. <laughs> I mean, I would shoot somebody in the testicles. So I'm going to say that's not fake news. Okay, so that's the real news. That's the real news. <laughs> All and right. The back fat, hamster, 500. Yeah, that's fake, fake news. Fake ass news. Okay, Elizabeth. Well, listen, I'm from Florida, so the testicle things is right on. I mean, right. plus and anything crazy, crazy shit goes down in Florida. Florida. It's always Florida. crazy. It's, it's always. like I, I, I remember, like I've seen on my news feed, like this shit happened in Florida. It's like, of course, of course a guy not. tried to bite, eat somebody's face on the freeway in Florida. <laughs> like, of course that went down in Miami. Where else? <laughs> All right, Elizabeth. So your final answer is is Florida. Florida is the real news. Real news. Oh my God, she won one. What? I've got two winners yes! today. This is the first yes! time Jordan, this has yes! ever You're my Cuban yes, connection, that's baby. Right, we did it. <laughs> I cannot believe it. I'm in shock. <laughs> hey, it's that, it's that Cuban flow. The Cuban right? flow is happening. You Go guys yo. are on Go today. Go wow. We did it. Look at that. We did it. So um, did you make up the the back fat story? You, you made I, that up. Well, I I did a lot of googling. Okay. And Google helped me make oh, up the back. So that so story. That yeah, it was a rumor on Facebook, That's but it was one. not true. That's a good one. That's a good one. Oh my god! Oh, well, I'm so proud of you guys. Yeah, me too. We're winners. Thank We're you. Winners. And thanks for playing with me today, guys. I loved it. Thank I you, will Macy. catch you next week on hashtag Fake News. Woo! Jordy, thank you so much for coming and playing with me today. You are so fun. We have to do this again. Let's by the do way. it. I love it. I'll bring um, in the whole crew. Yes, I love it. Girls, I want to see those family. delicious oh, little yeah. girls. Mm-hmm. They're so cute. Um, and your wife is gorgeous. Thank you. Hello. You yeah. did really well. I did. <laughs> so do you have any social media? Can you let our listeners know where they can find you and follow you on social media? Yes. It's all across the board. It's at Jordi Villasuso. So that's J-O-R-D like David I-V-I-L-A-S-U-S-O. Um, Villa Suso, just pronounce it phonetically and you will be fine. Uh, yeah, that's me across the board on Instagram, at Jordi Villa Suso, at Twitter. And these days, I'm much more on the Instagram than the Twitter or the Facebook. The, in the. front of And all I will the continue for the rest of my life calling them the. And don't forget Facebook. to catch them on the Netflix. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um you. The invitation, the invitation, amazing. Yeah, and also on the Hulu South, South Beach. Beach. Yeah. All right. This is a question I asked yes. all my guests. Last mm. question: mm. What would you do if you were left unsupervised and nobody can see or hear you, <sighs> and you were left unsupervised on set? You know, it's funny because I'm always there's all these gadgets on these cameras and I'm and I know how expensive these cameras are but I'm always fascinated and always um just want to fiddle fiddle with these lenses and these, these so I'd probably get on the camera and probably uh just record press record and probably um I'm going to say it hang my testicles over the lens and let them find that on the cutting room floor. <laughs> yes. I mean, I might as well go with testicles, right? It's hey, kind of the theme for the today. It's the theme for today. So I was like, why not just go for it? I would have to, every camera <laughs> lens that was going to be shooting me, I would make sure I put Vaseline on the lens. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Just what? dreamy. Oh, that's the, right. The Vaseline gives that dreamy effect. I just yes. had that happen. I was like, why did you do that? And they're like, oh, it gives a little something. something. I was like, oh, okay. Jordy, cool. you're the bomb. Elizabeth, thank, thank you, you again. This was awesome. Let's do this again. For sure. All right. Thanks for listening to Left Unsupervised. 
Don't forget to stalk us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Left Unsupervised Podcast. We'll catch you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Thank you.